0: We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, and we seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. So, continuing our exploration of unit number three, we went from the unit on Allah, unit of the Prophet, peace be upon him, now on the Ummah. A major aspect of the Ummah, which is also a following ayah to a previous ayah we looked at, and once again, nod or something. Okay, very good. So this is the ayah that comes after the ayat al-Nur. So we had the whole conversation about Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth and so forth and so on. So the last part of it, wallahu bi shay'in alim. And so, and Allah is over everything knowledgeable. He is knowledgeable about everything. His knowledge is, encompasses everything, it goes over everything. And then fi in the houses adina Allahu, in which here it says Allah order, or Allah permitted they be raised and so they're basically oh, let's just go here. So in the houses that Allah has permitted to be raised and where his name is recounted and his purity is announced in the morning and the evening. So either this is speaking of people's homes or it is speaking of mosques or what? So once again, I'm going through the translation. So Allah's light shining out in the houses of worship here. Or in the houses in which Allah has uh, allowed to be raised, Here God has ordained that they be raised high, and His name be remembered in them, wherein His name is remembered, whereas where uh, He is mentioned, His name is mentioned in them, and then then people glorify Him, you subbihu lahu, in the morning and evening, so right, here, right here, people's own homes where. Allah is being named the mosques. What else could it be? Church, synagogues. Okay, so not necessarily houses of Islam, sure. What else? I'm I'm still speaking of them as very similar in the sense that they are houses of worship. The heart. These houses may also be the hearts of the people. So one point I touched on briefly is, you have Allah in this locus, or like this, the light of Allah is sort of like in this locus, inside a glass, inside a lamp. And one way we spoke of that is that's resembling the heart. And these could be the houses themselves, or the hearts that are containing reference to Allah. Nevertheless, let's speak of them. Uh, Asim says, the universities, library centers for learning. Yeah, inshallah, that's a good way, a good, uh, good point uh describe the common american masjid the common american mosque hopefully you've been in one maybe even seen one on tv if you've never been in one i've been telling that joke a lot today okay so what comes to mind when you think of the common mosque in north america Nothing comes to mind.
1: Poor construction.
0: Poor construction. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Chandeliers are the hallmark of the suburban American mosque. It's all about the chandelier. Mostly men attending. Yes, very much so. Which is especially interesting. So here at Loyola, the ratio of men to women is three to seven and in terms of msa it's close seems like it's closer to two to eight in terms of activity uh not including Juma and Tarawi. asim
2: um i think
0: there's also so there are comments on like women getting small sections but i thought rather than look at what the women are saying let me get colin awesome
2: yeah that's a good idea now i'm gonna get skewered uh Uh, I think also there's uh, a couple things. One is an attempt at a community center often, Mm. Um, but it's, it's uh, run by, by potentially by people who don't necessarily understand the needs of a community. And so they, they fall short in that regard. Um, And there was another one that I cannot remember right now
0: right small women's sections women given the small corner um uh, many many times women have told me that their experience of islam is looking at a wall yeah. you know that's literally it and shall i guess, in the midwest mostly arabs and Daisies. yeah <laughs> especially in suburban islam yeah uh parking chaos yes very much so um uh, the, uh, at once uh, masjid in Chicago, there were so many people at Jum'a time parking the driveway of the neighbor that the people, that the masjid administration, the mosque administration, had to actually literally just buy the house. So. <laughs> my shoes. Neighbor businesses reporting complaints, their parking being used, yes. Okay.
2: Awesome. Um, I remembered my other thing, which is often... Uh, particularly in uh non non-suburban settings, uh masjids that they're, they're they're in areas that are like they're on blocks where they've been established for a long time, but the businesses and stuff there are just not doing well. And I feel like I think one thing is I, I like I have a severe problem with masjids not taking responsibility for the like immediate
0: community around them. Okay. So, oh, I see what you're saying. So you might have a masjid that's been there for a long time, masjid's been there for a long time, but um, it's almost in a little bubble. You know.
2: the, the masjid itself, even the block that the masjid is on is like not well taken care of, cool. right? So so the, the actual masjid itself, the inside of it is really nice. And then the, like the, the rest of the, the area is not well taken care of. And, you know, that's
0: a problem. Yeah. Okay. So doesn't
3: anyone have anything positive to say? Khuram. So yeah, continuing the Asim's point, I believe the reason is that because they start low and they expect that the people will start dona- adding donations. And then they campaign for the donations that we need to like uh, renovate or add the second floor or, or like uh, add the accommodation or expand the space. and they. Uh, Start with the donations for that purpose. So usually, yeah. So the mosque, is, uh, so the mosque uh, close by to mine is has the same issue. Actually, it is uh, uh, so the parking issue and the entry, the entrance road is like so narrow, and and you have like lineups of the cars, especially for the Friday, and it creates chaos in the sense that the neighborhood businesses they are affected. They report complaints, and uh, it looks very very weird actually.
0: Positives, nice carpets, nice day Lorta. Okay. Nice lighting.
1: Positive.
0: Positive is that there is one. Positive is that there is a masjid. Mashallah. There's the bright side right there. Right. Um, friendly people. Okay, very good. I've been to a mosque, Shia, where masjid, both men and women, sectioned side by side, and I was not staring at a wall. Okay, very nice. What uh shallow city or state was this in? If you remember.
4: Yeah, it was in Maryland, Potomac, Maryland. Uh okay, okay. Um, unfortunately i mean it also gets funding from the iranian government which oh, nice I'm not <laughs> crazy about but i mean i like that it was i'm just very um peaceful like just very open um just a very nice feeling um when i was there
0: mm-hmm.
4: a nice oh, thank
5: you. um a friend of mine recently she lives in the bridgeview area she sent me a Video of um, the Adhan for Maghrib, and um, she can hear it from her house up from the Mosque Foundation. And I thought that was really beautiful. So I know not necessarily answering your question, but just oh,
0: that is a good thing, then, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming your friend sent it as an appreciation, not as a complaint. Why are these people doing this? No.
5: Yeah, as an appreciation, just you know that you don't have to look at the time for when is Maghrib to um, have your iftar you're just listening for ivan
0: oh snap you know because like i like to use my phone to see if it's night you know all right tough crowd today so uh, why was it so easy for us to list so many negatives, so many negatives about masjids and then the positives start coming after i actually had to Physically ask for that one. Ah, uh, Sim. Um,
2: I, for me, at least, it's because I'm I'm sort of using your question as an opportunity to vent about what I wish Muslims were.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Anyone else? Shelly?
1: Um, I think Muslims are a place to like. Uh... Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it sounds like your, your mouth is really close to the microphone.
2: I think Maz is a place where we could connect with
0: other people. Okay, all right. Uh, Jewel says, I hope I might meet someone on the path, pray together. Though when I make a Sahara, whether to go or not, I understand I should not go. Okay, interesting. Iqbal. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaykum as wa rahmatullah.
6: So typically in North America, the the business the the masjid model is okay. Let's have the masjid actually from the day one they don't plan anything. Okay, most of the time uh, they they don't even take the city permission. Okay, let's let's start it and everybody later. And then all of a sudden when there is a masjid, people not aware of there is you know well, people just flock there, and it just it just outgrows no matter what like how small you start how big you start it just outgrows
0: that sounds like a positive
6: yeah that that's that's a good thing but at the same time uh I, I, we have this issue ongoing especially here in southeast michigan that people they just you know don't get any you know we are fighting actually a mask in troy supposedly called the first one in troy and it's been like we are in the fourth year of it mm-hmm and and a city pushback so so we have some legal challenges and so many things goes with it so so they see phenomena, i just might as well have something and worry later <laughs> shoot first aim later things going on over here so part? that's why you are seeing. yeah go ahead that's why we have seen all of these uh, negatives uh, but uh, i mean alhamdulillah it's still
0: good the line, uh, the line is that it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, okay. Uh, Asim says, some massages also offer classes like the Triple I E Reading Room, uh, which I know Asim benefited from quite a bit, which is all the more interesting because two of the children of the founders of the Reading Room are here. Uh, so... So uh Dawood and Anjum and I don't think Neilafur is here. Um yeah, you've got the, the thumbs up. So Asim oh. has been a bit a beneficiary, and Dawud has just said hi because that is a man of very few words, mashallah. <laughs> okay, so uh going deeper, why is it so easy for us to list out all of these criticisms of the masajid?
3: Hold on. Um, I believe uh, there's a point that uh, uh, we feel pain. Like based on my experience, I think maybe uh, lack of patience that I start complaining quickly, maybe. Uh, Maybe it helps to build the patience. If you are like, you can wait for five minutes in the lineup to wait for the parking, right? Or you can plan ahead, right? Means uh, everyone is jumping at the same time. uh, so and the other thing <clears throat> I think we uh, we tend to see like uh, 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 this is another internal thing actually it tells about yourself more.
0: Oh snap uh, bring this yeah. together
3: yeah, yeah it, is, it tells about yourself as well um and then you and it's it's and you you and it's it's an easy target to vent to right It's a mosque right? it's a mosque by the people technically it should be managed by the people who worship there but it's easy target to vent and uh, to vent about the mismanagement and this and that Uh, so it tells you about your internal state of mind and soul perhaps Shella.
4: i think um it's easy to see all these negatives because i'm an idealist Mm -hmm. and i have this like beautiful vision of islam in my mind and what it should be and you know like almost like on Hajj, what it, you know, what it would be. I haven't been on Hajj yet, but like, oh, uh... you know, I kind of, you know, hope that like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, maybe that's not as beautiful as I imagine either. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess because I'm an idealist and I have a beautiful vision of what it should be.
0: Okay. okay. Fair enough.
2: Awesome. Um, I'm I'm still sort of thinking about what a <clears throat> Masjid is. And I think also a, a Masjid existing in, North America, probably particularly in the United States, it's also just as its existence is a form of protest, yeah. in a sense, because like we're we're sort of surrounded by a society that uh, maybe doesn't always think the most highly of us. Kufar
0: will eat you alive, and then they will eat you for the breakfast. Okay, continue. We might have to cut that out of the recording. Yeah, it's probably something yeah. someone said in Jamal khutbah somewhere in the world, but keep <laughs> on.
2: But uh, but I think I think the the idea of um you know ex- a, like existence as protest is is a really cool one for for masjids especially.
0: Mm-hmm. So then the mosque should look nothing like the local architecture, and. Should be completely gaudy and elaborate, you know, with, with these monster chandeliers and such. <laughs> Protest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure I agree with that.
2: Okay. <laughs> Damn, I'll, I'll go, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I also, I think also then that brings up the idea of uh, masjid as a center for for uh, social change. Is also a, a a prospect of something, you know, sort of uh, talking to the idealism that we just heard about, or at least in my own case. <laughs>
0: this, this.
2: Dania?
5: I just want to bring up the point of like access and kind of where you're at in your life and how that also informs your perspective on the massage and what appeals to you. Um, just saying, you know, when you initially asked that question, I started thinking of things that I miss just because I'm you know, away from home, away from the community, away from, you know, being there. So I started thinking of all the things that I did miss. And as people were talking about the negatives, I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's true too, but that's not what first came to mind. So it's kind of like also where you're at in your life, the community that you're around and whether you have access to that or not, if like your past experiences kind of inform that is what I'm trying to say.
0: And are you in this place, Kansas City, do they even have I mean
5: they, they do they do it's just you know the um different kind of community different huh? massages, you know not as uh, Orland Masjid and and mosque foundation are are really beautiful you know big communities I you know you know the people so it's not the same kind of appreciation I guess
0: because uh, well, I mean Kansas City should I even call it a city
5: like it's not
0: I mean <laughs> no Kansas City shaming. Okay, Hold on.
3: uh, One more thing uh, I can add that uh, um, that state uh, uh, of mosque or or the things that we have so many negatives that can bring some sort of um, uh, humility into uh, us as well because we are still uh, we are we are Ummah and however we are behaving. This is some sort of like uh, we can take as a as a step to improve ourselves, mm-hmm. an opportunity to improve ourselves. Like for example, uh, take an example of uh, when Prophet Peace be upon him moved to migrated to Medina, and the mosque uh, they had initial mosque it it had hardly any roof on that, and once he was praying and his uh, his forehead was like uh, literally on the mud actually, uh, and there is a hadith on that. So this is some sort of we can take that as a as a sort of parallel. Some parallel in
0: you that. Lost me in the parallel point here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lost at the moment. Can you explain this point?
3: Uh, means parallel means that uh, the way we will develop or improve, that should be the reflected in the mosque as well. Yeah. Sure, sure. If we, maybe we are internally now developed or improved, or maybe that is how the mosque are reflecting. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, a little brief history of mosques in. North America, primarily Chicago. I can't speak of other places. Although I do think there's some truth to this, that many of the mosques were built with the intention of being identity preservation centers. Right. Uh, that you have uh, people who have migrated to America uh, with um, their, you know, their economic hopes and such, and mosques were looked at as a need, um, you know, for being mosques but more was the sense the sense of preservation of identity which then gets illustrated in the architecture and such that's one point to consider Uh, the second point which uh, I've raised before is the a lot of community work is fundamentally efforts of mediocrity and what i mean by that is not that the people are insincere and don't care it's that for the vast majority of mosques in america outside of the african-american community but the vast majority of mosques in america the board that is running it uh the board members all have their own full-time jobs and full-time lives and then on top of that in their spare time what they're able to they um uh, they uh, dedicate to the mosque but because that amount of time is so small more often what gets addressed are emergency issues or big issues and then take this to its full uh a conclusion you would think that in terms of the planning of the community the funding would focus on the creation of people But the funding, as you witness, is focused more on the structure itself. And again, this is not a critique of the sincerity, it's more a critique of the vision. And again, in terms of Islamic organizations, you've heard from me, it's a cliche. I've had like literally every position from bottom to top, right? Uh, And so that is the legacy. For the generation of people that are essentially under the age of 25, but even 30, uh, it is outside of your memory, the foundation or the founding of these these mosques, right? I may have mentioned this class. I mean, I remember when Mosque Foundation was founded. I remember when when the MCC on Elston definitely was founded. I mean, I I think Dawood uh, and Anja might've even been in the first Sunday school class when it was in its original location. Uh, my of the most I grew up in frankfurt uh, i mean i remember the founding of just about all of these organizations and and so for this this other generation of people that's age 30 or under 25 or under there is yeah that was is from the original mcc um that's almost a different psychology because these institutions were already there your whole life Uh, and so then it becomes the question of right what's the next phase from there and and so so i'm saying what we see is a combination of mediocrity and identity preservation and that identity preservation extends to what is a lot of contemporary muslim work which is focused on the promotion of a muslim identity So think of the comedians that people are following, like Hassan bin Hajj and such. They're sharing, they're selling, they're promoting a type of Muslim identity. And so I'm trying to draw our attention back to what is obvious to all of us. That the intention is elevating the name of Allah. And this is obviously happening in our masjids. Right. I mean, that's still a fundamental part of of the masjids, but funding wise, the funding is more focused on the structure. And the reason I was asking about like the different possible meanings of this, I'm suggesting for consideration that there is a link between the amount of light in the masjid and the amount of light in people's hearts and the amount of light in people's homes. And I'm also suggesting there should be not just a link in terms of the light, there should be a link in terms of activity. And I would suggest for your consideration, part of the reason it is so easy to share uh, all the criticisms of the mosques is that I get, I'm guessing very few people in this class, and this is not a criticism, but very few people in this class actually have experience in you know, running, co-running a masjid. And so it's very easy to look from the perspective of being a consumer as opposed to being, you know, the operations people. What are your thoughts? So a similar question I raised a couple of classes ago was, you know, a tough question is to analyze yourself in terms of your own, you know, community work and the mosque would be a central place. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the point you made about <clears throat> uh, board members being part-time and like ev- everything's voluntary and not uh, professional, I think that's a really interesting and really compelling point as, as I sort of think about my relationship with, with mos- mosques.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is just, you know, from what I've seen firsthand, I think there'd be cultural barriers as well. My mom had experienced those during her volunteering. Yeah, uh, Isa's mom uh, uh, is an architect and she was involved in the design of one of the newer mosques in Chicago. And when I walked in, I sent her a text like, why is this place so ugly? I mean, you know, art school grad, I'm hypersensitive about these things. And she said, yeah, I gave them a design, they followed it, and then they had to make this super elaborate pulpit and then the superladder brit chandelier so they started with her design and then they kind of took it in this other strange way uh, I please
1: I, I mean while all the logistical and physical, uh, can you all hear for it clearly yeah while all the logistical and um, practical physical challenges and critique is on one side and yes that can be Explained in um, the the, the personnel challenges, funding. I think they're all are always in need of funding, but I think maybe I'm not sure about others. But I think there is also a the general sort of uh, underlying dissatisfaction is the the environment within the place, whether it's the manners with which I think people are interacting. I. Other women on the call can agree or disagree, but I think that um, women's sections, most often one small, but also they have to accommodate children. And even if a boy is six or seven, they're not going with their fathers. Uh, They always come to the women's section and their kids crying, there's no daycare, no facility. And I think it's more about the experience at the mosque that's created as a community um, that's Sort of defines uh, the experience more than the structure itself, because as I think huram was saying, like yeah, if it's just even a space with dirt, like it would have been fine. But it's more about what the community brings that causes
0: mm-hmm. this. No, mm-hmm. so this is this is uh, um, um, also uh, a an interesting point. The it's this uh, the community itself how they, in, and let me know if I'm, if I'm uh, paraphrasing correctly, how the community itself uh, creates the culture inside the spaces too. And
1: the etiquettes of like who's sitting, where are you standing, mm-hmm. other people coming up to telling you, I think mostly in the women's section, like telling you to uh, pray this way or that way or wear this or wear that. Like there are all of these little, little things that I think create an atmosphere that becomes a little bit difficult for,
0: Certain people who are new to the space mm-hmm. are wanting to come back to the mosque. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
5: Mm-hmm. I think these are important points. Dania. Going off of um, Tarah's point too, I think appearance is a huge part of it. Um, that could be a huge drawback to going to the masjid, honestly, um, because even just, you know, a, a personal story here, but at Tarawih praying, Um, I'm wearing a abaya and my hijab, and you have the khaltos walking behind you. Please translate
0: into English what is a khaltu? The
5: the, like ants or the older ladies in the masjid who are coming around and picking up the back of your abaya or your um, hijab, pulling it down because the back of your neck is showing. And it's like all women, all the time, the entire night. And it's like, come on. It's, it's, it's just a constant like policing while you're in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. These Masjidantes, they, uh, they're their own tribe that, that uh, proliferate um, across cultures and regions. And sometimes it's the clothing, sometimes it's the shoes, you know. And then also this other point that, that Fada mentioned uh, about the usage of the space, that the women's section is often very tiny, you know, and the kids go with the mom. Right, so it's a double Women problem.
1: can't pray. Like, they also have attention issues when I have the crowd. I mean, I love children. They should be there. Um, Don't but, get me
0: wrong. I love children. But, but,
1: but I think it's just the, the fact that they are sort of like walking in front of everybody while, yeah, it's, it's, it's chaotic.
0: Mm-hmm. Shella.
4: Yeah, I agree. It's rather chaotic a lot of times, and it's difficult to focus on your prayers. And it seems rather unbalanced that the kids are like always in the women's section. Um, but going back to what Danya said, I wonder if this policing, is it rooted in the other Aya that we read about, um, where like, you know, we should enjoin you know, what is right and forbid what is wrong, you know what they're trying to do? Like, I mean... They're well intentioned, but you know that they seem to be rather extreme. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe they are calling to what is right, forbidding what is wrong. So mm-hmm. next time, do you say Alhamdulillah when they're scratching your head. Okay, anyway,
3: so um, One small point is that uh, basically we are we are used to have uh, more control of our. Uh, life out of the mosque like our like work life or social life and uh, home life but mosque is the is the place where uh, it is open for everyone right Uh, as far as the person is Muslim and and a person from all sort of uh, lives will be there right and and they will be acting and behaving in different way based on their uh, uh, culture right Uh, and uh, and they will be from different cultures right uh, so that's another thing actually, uh, okay, that, explain, uh,
0: how that uh, explain the, the relevance of the point you're making. So yeah, there'll be very different cultures, but, uh...
3: um, it means the, point is that, uh, it is something that we have to adopt to. Mm-hmm. Some people may, or some people may not. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Okay. Uh, Shallow, are you raising your hand again? No, no, no. And let's see, it totally annoys me too when I'm ending around those same ladies. It's, a, it's probably the same like five aunties my in every gosh. single masjid, you know, you know, yanking people's clothing. Samia, to defend Kansas City. Oh, go ahead.
7: Um, so I want to be really careful about how I'm saying this, but as someone who's taken on, Alhamdulillah has had the opportunity to take on more of a leadership role the past four years in my local masjid. Hmm. Something that I've noticed So you are
0: confirming confirming that there is islam
7: (laughs) there is islam in kansas city Um, what i've noticed with like from talking to different aunties that are really really involved in the masjid and a lot of planning is that women are just not allowed to take on leadership roles like on the board um and like not to say anything about you know other people that are on the you know that maybe don't have as much time or don't want to they like will consistently like say okay you can't like be on the board for like undies that actually do put in a lot of time and effort and so they just don't ever get to make the like women don't get to make those decisions even if they're doing a lot for the masjid Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's really frustrating I don't know if it's I'm assuming a lot of it is cultural on like okay women should kind of like do what they're supposed to do and not really Speak up a lot, but especially when I see like women that are taking on those bigger roles, like for the mosque and for keeping things going, like different resources and classes and everything, it's just like kind of an unfortunate thing because it's like, what are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah. So, so to finish off, um, what I would suggest is uh, a one, if if I mean, so one of the rules of privilege is that if someone has the capability of opening the door for others they should open the door for others and and pull them in and and so if someone's in the position to bring in other position other people they should do that uh i would also suggest as part of the general conversation um a a point to consider is when does a person become not a consumer of the islam that the community is offering but is accountable for the islam that the community is offering and a different way to frame it is is you know in many of our islamic centers we have a category called the youth and the sentiment is basically all right let's get the youth to do activities and play basketball someone mentioned that <laughs> time and Masjid might have a basketball court and a weight room whatever i think we had that discussion and then Um, uh, But the youth never are given any responsibility. That's for the elders. Again, having had just about every position, uh, someone who's 14 can handle just about every position in a masjid, except for they need guidance in navigating the politics of the masjid. But the operations of a masjid, the 14 year old can do. And, uh, and, And so the point I'm making is that the youth are rarely told when they're no longer youth. And so they've been conditioned to be consumers as opposed to being accountable. And a point I'd like all of you to consider is after you've been a practicing Muslim for a certain amount of time, I don't have a number of how long that is for a person, but all of us should consider ourselves accountable. So that's bigger then I'm saying responsible, right? That at some point, the masjid becomes my accountability because of my silence. It becomes my consent. And the function uh, as well as the dysfunction becomes my accountability because of my silence. Asa made the point yesterday about like connect with teachers that, you know, in our society, you know, you have so many things going on, you know, just relate to job and such that um you know nobody has time for this and that is i believe 100 percent correct for the overwhelming majority of the community and still we are accountable if you're in this class uh then you should especially consider yourself accountable just because you are studying with me but also if you're in this class you probably already have some level of of education some level of knowledge i mean there's a few people in the class who are very new but um you should consider the Islam of your community to be something for which you'll be accountable before the divine. Okay, we're going to stop here, inshallah, because I have to go pick up the iftar and um, because I'm accountable. So uh, um, we will continue, inshallah, not tomorrow, but on Sunday. And so inshallah, everyone have a good iftar, a good weekend, and we will continue. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. May Allah of word you all inshallah. And I know I owe a bunch of people a bunch of emails inshallah I get back to you. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.